Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Seychelle Van Poole. I'm Sarah Reynolds. I'm Wendy Papazan. And I'm Via Williams. So we just went over communication and how important it is for leaders. It's probably one of the biggest parts of being a leader. So today we wanted to give a tactical episode on all of the the actual in the weeds stuff that we all do day to day in communication in our leadership. So this is going to be so juicy, guys. So good. And it's super unscripted. Like no one wrote the episode. (laughs) Because, you know, that's how you do effective communication. It really is. If I (laughs) think about it. Oh my gosh. I think sometimes this falls into the category of like you, a little bit of unconscious competence. Like sometimes you forget what you do because it's so ingrained in your company or your company's culture. But, but I do know one thing, because I I always think of you, Sarah, when I hear anyone talk about level 10 meetings and Wendy, you do level 10 meetings too. Um, That's kind of a cool tactic to start with. Like what is a level 10 meeting and you know, what, what, what is a good, what, what should we know about it? Yeah, so there's there's two books um, that sort of make up the what's called the EOS system, which is the um, Entrepreneurial Operations System. Um, I'm going off memory here, but one's called Rocket Fuel, and the other one is called Traction. So Rocket Fuel is about having a visionary in your organization and then an integrator. Traction is my favorite book because it's more tactical. And in Traction, um, they talk about um, part of the EOS system is called a level 10 meeting. And if you want to know more about the level 10 meetings, uh, you can YouTube it. And there's like a 10 minute video of explaining level 10 meetings. But what I love about level you can 10 also meetings, listen to episode 106 of yes. the Empire Building podcast. Look at that. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't go to YouTube. Don't go to YouTube. Love it when we start yeah. quoting, like, <laughs> well, we're on YouTube. Episodes. Like, we're on YouTube. You, you actually can find That's us. That's true. On Hi, YouTube. Diane. And watch 106 if you want to have the best of YouTube and Empire Building Podcast all in one. I love it. And see our uh, Friday Level 10 uh, leadership meetings is a frame. <laughs> yes. And it, 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 <laughs> so it, it's safe. It's, talk about, talk safe. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Go. We're starting again. <laughs> Sarah. So, so level 10 it is a, a framework for how to run a leadership meeting. And it's really all surrounds communication. Um, so to make sure that you as the leader are being communicated from your leaders as to what's going on. And then you have a cadence for solving problems and then how you then solve the problems and then c- communicate them back to the organization. So that's the first sort of tactical thing um, that many of us do in terms of our day-to-day and how we communicate. Well, and this is just a great weekly system to get all your leaders on the same page. That's really what we're talking about. So if level 10 doesn't speak to you, you still need some kind of probably weekly communication cadence with your leadership team. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, The other thing that's very effective is the 411. Those of you that use the 411 know I'm a big advocate of the 411. You can listen to episodes 107 and 108 on the Empire Building podcast, if you're curious about that, or watch them on YouTube. I mean, why not? Watch them on YouTube and get the best of both worlds. Also, if it helps you, leave us a positive review. Look at you guys. Yes, go ahead. On YouTube. Yeah, why not? Leave it on YouTube. I don't even know where we we are. We have reviews on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) 
anyway, uh, so the four one one is is a is a, actually a one on one, right? So the level mm-hmm. ten leadership meeting is a weekly group meeting with your whole leadership team. The four one one is individual meetings with your with your top leaders on your team. And during the four one one, you are figuring out what their big rocks are. Are they in alignment with the vision? Um, whatever your employee is working on, is that what they're supposed to be working on is, and does that align with the overall, you know, mm-hmm. plan for the for the team and the organization? Something I've the learned other, too with ahead, communication. Uh, something I've learned too with the communication. If you're going to be doing um, like your level ten meeting or your four one ones or one to ones or twelve week year your WAM meetings, whichever whichever system you're using, I have found to schedule that during your most productive time during the day when you have the highest level of energy. And so like when you're planning out your communication, for me, I'm best in early mornings. So I have all my most important meetings first thing in the morning during the day because I know that's when I'm at my best. But whenever it is, plan those since you are the leader, plan those when you're at your best um, so that you can bring your A game to the table. That's so good. Uh, the other sort of tactical thing that uh, we do for communication is a morning huddle. So mm-hmm. every morning we get on for about 15 to 20 minutes as an organization. And we do this across all of our locations, um, across all of our departments, get on for about 15 to 20 minutes. I have found these the best to educate and to communicate our values. So telling stories about a team member that is exemplifying a value for that day or uh, one of our values is results-oriented, so celebrating the results we had the day before, um, but coming together 15 mm-hmm. to 20 minutes as an organization, and then using that as a way uh, to communicate things in addition to other ways as well. But Morning Huddle has been huge for us. That's helped us also build the culture of our organization across many locations um, and mm-hmm. made us stronger, I think, through COVID as well as just coming together every day as a team. Yeah, what we do in in one of my teams is we have a morning call every single morning for 15 minutes. It's not a huddle. It's not a stand-up. So I I don't know. I was hesitating. I'm like, do I share this or not? Because it isn't communication. But I am going to share it because what we do is there's about 10 people on that team. And every person, about every 10 days, our uh, admin um, kind of says, okay, you've got this date. It's up to them to trade if they can't make the call. And they come up with a topic and there's a roll call element involved. That's the only rule, whatever topic you want and everybody has to share. And we were at an offsite a couple of days ago and they all mentioned how tight they feel. This is our tribe. That was the word. And and a, a lot of them referred back to that morning call. They know mm-hmm. what's going on with their colleagues. It enables them to encourage them to support them. They knew if they were having a tough day because it came up in the call. And so it's been this, I almost think it's like the foundation in a way of my remote team is this morning call. It's not a Zoom, guys. It's a call. A lot of people are driving into work. Some people are in the habit of kind of being at their desk and that launches their day. I love that. Yeah. Well, and I think it's just good for your people to see or hear you on a daily basis, right? You know, I can remember, uh, I think we were on our... um, I think we were on one of our retreats, actually, Sarah, and you were like, I got to get on this huddle because they haven't seen me in a couple of days. And I just remember, you know, noting that and thinking, gosh, that is that's just so smart uh, because they people just, you know, you cannot be a hidden leader. 
right? You just can't yep. be a hidden leader. And yep. uh, even if it's for five, 10, 15 minutes, uh, it's it's just very impactful for them to see you, to be showing your leadership, to be exemplifying what the, what the organization exemplifies. And so it can be a very powerful habit. Yes, uh, Bia, I'm so glad you did share that because I think that's such a key actually part of communication is even having a time like that, that's maybe not a standup, but um, it's actually talked about in the scaling up book um, that I oh. have sort of studied over the last mm-hmm. 12 months. And it is about having communication amongst your leadership, even on personal things, because then you understand what each other is dealing with. You understand what's on their plate and then you can actually help effectively. I think that's a key part of communication. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm so glad that you uh, shared that via that was powerful. Well, and Sarah, in, in Sam Walker's book, Captain Class Leader, which is my one of my favorite top three books on leadership, he talks about you can turn the sound off and watch a sports team on a field or in a court, and you can tell how good they are by how mm-hmm. they internally communicate mm-hmm. without knowing anything about the team. If they're, if they're in sync and you see them catching eye contact and whatever, that's the sign of a winning team. He studied the winning as teams. I love that. Okay. That is awesome. So what other tactical do? things do you guys do? Yeah, well, I think in alignment with that is really kind of what you're talking about, Via, which is to just weekly stay in touch with people sort of on a personal level. And I can remember listening to our friend Stephen Cooley talk about how his goal is to really reach out to every single person on his team every single week. He's got, I don't even know, 100 plus people on his team. And um, I, that I really... I, I really took note of that because my team is much, much smaller and I'm not sure that I do that. Um, I have a professional time with, with almost all of them and uh, just asking them, Hey, how'd your day go? Or I saw this on social or, you know, is everything going with you? Or, you know, how's your wife doing? Cause I know she's about to have a baby in a month like that. Kind of making that a habit uh, is really, really powerful. That, you know, the other thing Stephen does um, that it, like blew me away, and I, I sort of implemented this a little bit my way, but um, he still does handwritten checks to his agents, like mm. like their actual checks, and he writes a note on every paycheck, like on the top part, and like tells them like what a great job they did, or if, if he knows it was a hard transaction, or if he knows, and I was approving pay- payroll, my COO was um, down for the count, and I had to jump in and help with payroll. This was like a month ago. And I started tagging the agents and the ISA saying, what a great job. Like you did like sort of Stevens, not a handwritten Mm -hmm. because we don't do actually handwritten checks. But, um, I got so many people like that meant so much to me, like that you even recognized that that was a hard transaction or what Mm. I did in that situation. And so communicating doesn't always have to be verbal. Right. So like handwritten notes, um, acknowledging if they're having a hard time and breaking through it, all of those things. Um, Steven's such a good leader in this, in this he way. For sure. so good. Yeah. I'm literally think, taking notes. Like I yeah. keep muting to type notes. <laughs> <laughs> so That's awesome. Well, in conjunction with that, you know, it's knowing their favorite things to send as gifts. Yes. Yeah, that's um, what I was going to say. Like we keep, we yeah. have a favorite things list of every team member. So when they do something really well, we know what restaurant to reward them with or what favorite store they have or birthdays. Um, and the fun part about that too is when you, like 
part of our raving fans with our clients in communication, but also with our team members is to delight and surprise. That's something that we love to do. And so when they do something well, to be able to delight and surprise them in a way that they want to receive it with communication and also with um, a gift or a reward of some kind is really fun. Um, And also like taking notes of like who is more apt to want to be recognized on social media versus who might want a personal note um, or a call so you can communicate with a client or with a team member in a way they want to be communicated with. That's so good. Okay. Here's a question for you guys. Oh, sorry, Sarah. Um, No, go. I was going to do a poll though. I was going to see what your primary, because Wendy and I were talking about this earlier, what is all of your primary communication vehicle or like system or whatever it is for your teams? Is it text? Is it Slack? Is it email? Do you have a Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, you know, whatever it is? Like, what's what would you say your primary Gchat, you know, what do you guys use the most? Mm-hmm. So, so good question, which leads to actually what I was going to say um, is you actually shouldn't just have one primary. <laughs> mm. So what I've learned, when you're smaller, mm-hmm. um, meaning you, you should have, we use Slack. Okay, to answer the question from a technology standpoint, like, so we have Slack. But one of the things that I've learned is when you're smaller and we have failed forward is that you have to have multiple mediums of communicating something and you need to communicate something, especially a change, three to five times and you have to follow all of the mediums. So like, for example, I um, I, we wrote out a communication flow and I'm, I'm all in on this communication thing because of the book, um, uh, Oh my goodness. Um, Gary Keller had asked us to read it. Um, oh, the, the hard thing about hard things, hard things about hard things. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, th- you cannot perfect. as the leader, like the communication is your job. Like mm-hmm. that is your job. And so I've been really fl- like leading in communication with my leadership team on the communication flow. And we developed a framework for when something occurs or a change is made, all the ways that it has to be communicated. So the first way is at a team meeting and it needs to be verbal. And then it also needs to be on a, on a slide visual on a, on a visual slide. Then every week we have an email newsletter that goes out. It needs to be on the email newsletter and then it needs to be mentioned on a morning huddle. Um, and then it also needs to be mentioned um, in the area meeting. So we have our, network-wide meeting, and then we have an area meeting, and then it needs to also be mentioned in Slack and our important announcements channel. And the more that you can do video with also the writing of it, the better. And so we now follow this communication flow to Love where that. it's not, because I was- Are you I okay? Are you a having a little heart attack, Via? Yeah. I'm having a crush on this. I'm freaking out. This is amazing. Well, well, this is good. I, it's good. I'm writing it down. We kept saying, we kept saying, I did. I just talked about it it in our show notes too. Like, like, you know, and we were telling the organization, like, well, we talked about that. You missed that. Like, and then it's like, no, that's our job as the leader to make sure that it's, you know, depending on how big of your organization, we're now almost up to 300 people. Well, not some people are going to be on vacation. They're going to miss it at that meeting. Some people are going to, you know, so you have to talk about something three to five times in all of the different mediums to make sure that it gets heard. And that well, is your job. Well, to be job clear, though, if you have a, an organization of three people, you probably don't need to do that. Um, True. You know, True. so at a certain point, that's probably because people are missing and there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, but, but just if your organization is smaller, I like the idea of all the different channels, but maybe not, maybe not 
five times because your people might think you're completely bananas, you know. Okay, but what if you're a manager of your kid's soccer team? Sure. And there are 18 players and 18 sets of probably 24 or 30 sets of parents and, you know, coaches and coaching staff. Well, I, I personally wouldn't want to hear something five times in five different mediums from my kid's soccer coach, but no. I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Like there's so team I, snap, there's texting, there's emailing, there's no, telling true. the game, there's so, phone calls. I don't know. <laughs> so you always have certain parts of your team that are all in, like, so meaning they, yep. they're like, they hear it they and then it. they do hear it five times because they're reading the newsletter, they're looking mm -hmm. at Slack, they're in the meeting, right. you know, and, and some of them have said like, okay, yeah, we talked about this already. And I explained, but we've noticed people were missing it. And my, and our job is to make sure that we communicate, communicate. that. And if you can help us spread the word, you know, cause you're really good in this area. Um, so get those. But how do you members. balance like those people who do get it? And then the people who would, I would consider like the lowest common denominator and maybe the people who are multitasking through meetings and they're not paying attention. Like I kind of feel like you're sort of punishing the people who, if you have a, if you have a, if like you had an 18 person soccer team, you know, just, just a question. Okay. So I'll push back yeah. on that in a good yeah. way. Like, this is fun. I love this. But what if your number one salesperson um, is the squeaky wheel with communication because they're out there hustling and whatever? I don't know. Well, I think the, I think the question is, is like, you know, that's why I said like, sometimes doing it in video, if you can, you know, it's in person, but then having a video to where it's not mm -hmm. as boring, like, or say it a little bit different mm -hmm. to where they're not feeling like, oh, we've heard this already. Um, but, but there will always be, there's, there's, this is a hard thing to sort of master. I just know that more communication, I've been burnt more by less yeah. communication. Yes. Than yeah, yeah, I would yes. agree with that. Yes. So yes. I always yeah. lean towards more communication than less. I think about with advertising too, like our principles always that we were taught, um, an undergrad was a person needs to hear the same message eight times before it sinks in. And so what I'm hearing from you in a time of an important message or something that really needs to sink in is they've got to hear it three, five, eight times, right, for that message to sink in. And, in, you know, you might have the overachievers that get it on the first or second time, but a lot of people, it's going to take, even if they've heard it, they'll hear it differently the second, third, or fourth time. Yeah. Well, and I think what I'm hearing is, is you want to over communicate. And if you have to adjust the other way, mm -hmm. that's probably better than uh, people always Under. wondering what's going on. Right. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. also multiple yeah. mediums too. Okay. And so like you guys use Slack, mm -hmm. I get that. And, and I love this conversation. Do you guys, I guess, Seychelles and Wendy have like a predominant? Um, we use Slack. Slack is Slack. our predominant one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Ours is text. Slack, Slack is our Slack. predominant. And then for like one-on-one -on -one communication, it's probably text. Yeah. Like I don't do it. We don't have a lot I, of DMs I try to use Slack. Slack. I mean, you know, we idea. have, you know, we, I just, well, you know, I, I just feel like, well, in our organization, there's nothing really that's very rarely is, are there super urgent things that have to happen at like 10 o'clock at night. And uh, I know Jay and at his workplace, there's a lot of texting that, that's going on. And it's frustrating for him because Jay has very clear boundaries around his mm. work-life balance. And uh, and so I try to Ooh, that's good feedback. let people, if you want to turn your Slack notifications on at night and find out what I'm talking about at night, you can do that. But like your text messages, you can do that too. And it's just a lot it's more harder. personal, you yeah. know? So I just try to, you know, so many people are suffering from, 
work-life balance fatigue, you know, just working all the time. So just trying to be good about that. But I mean, for sure, I will send a text message at 10 o'clock at night if there's something that needs to happen, you know. I think uh, our use of Slack versus text is actually one of our key things for our culture because I, every night, that's one of what I do is I look in every locations team Slack channel, like, and I know what's going on. And then I can shout out certain agents. I can, mm-hmm. um, I see the teamwork happening. I use that for mission moments. I, t- we take pictures from there to, to communicate across the network. Like we, all the leadership team at headquarters can help everywhere because it's in one centralized place versus like an, an internal text message string that we're not involved in. Um, and so, and I can actually coach my leaders if I can see how they handle certain things. And, um, I think it's been a key part of our culture is, is getting away from text. And we were very text heavy, heavy before, um, but putting it in that medium has been, has helped us a lot. Well, and it's just also like, if you're on vacation, you know what I Mm -hmm. mean? Like, Mm -hmm. even if you're, even if you have a separate phone, who wants to come back to a thousand text messages after you've been gone for a week, at least in Slack, you can kind of digest it and look through it and see what's important and what's not important. So, And practically yeah, totally you can, agree. you can mark Slack messages unread. You can't yes. do that. With yeah. And you can do that. that. And oh so it, it helps me not. Hello, forget Apple. That. Are you listening? Yes, please mm-hmm. change it. Apple. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Because that, that's what happens to me is they get uh-huh. lost. Oh, yep. The it's interesting you guys are mentioning Slack. I was talking to my sister-in-law who just recently moved from a nonprofit to starting to work at Coinbase and or Coinbank and mm-hmm. uh they um no Coinbase and um mm-hmm. they have zero corporate email. It is all Slack. Not a well, single Well, I, I think that email. is the best way to use Slack actually. I like, Whoa. I love yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, that's like how it came about. Huge international yeah, who organization. Loves email, raise their hand. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody yeah. says nobody. I thought it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. I, I do want to share. Um, I, I, we were we were struggling with communication, um, big time, and it's it's always something that we're trying to improve and get better on. So I had a call with my coach, and he really helped me develop five questions that we ask after the end of a meeting. And so I want to share those with our listeners. This is something that we've recently um, started implementing, probably in about the last three months, and it's really helped. So question one is, um, in that meeting, what decisions were made today? So what decisions were made? Number two, who does that impact? So who in the organization does do those decisions impact? Number three, who do we need to inform? So who, who are the people that need to be informed of these decisions? Who is the who in the meeting that's owning the communication? So everyone is clear on who's communicating it. And number five, when and how should this be communicated? And now we go to our flow of communication that we created. Uh, but when and how is it going to be communicated? Um, are the five questions that we're asking after every single meeting to make sure that communication happens? So smart. <clears throat> love that. Okay, so I so love smart. that, Sarah. And may I share what we kind of do, which is similar? That's why I think it would build on that a little bit. We yeah, do. Of Have course. you guys ever heard of Racy? Does that ring a bell to anybody? It's responsible, accountable, consult, and form. So it's mm. it's sort of similar as just trying to listen to it. So um, I guess the example would be um, if you were going to issue a key card to a new agent in a in, in one of our real estate offices that I run, um, and you're trying to you're in a meeting about it, you would just you'd say, okay, who is responsible? right? Who's responsible for making sure it happens? And then who's accountable to make sure the task was completed? 
uh, who, who are they accountable to, who owns it, who, you know, both, both things. Um, who needs to be consulted? Does anybody need to be consulted? Um, maybe the agent, maybe uh, do they, can they have access? Maybe there's certain doors they can have access to or not. And then who needs to be informed? Like, what if something goes wrong? Does security have to be informed? Does someone have to put it in a ledger? Does someone have to put it in a thing? So we we just make sure that, you know, that, that we have racy at the end of a lot of our meetings. And sometimes we find it's better if more than one person... You have racy meetings is what you're saying? Ow. We have a racy, sexy I meeting. I know. <laughs> you did have all those Everyone now buffalo butts in your last meeting. I thought that was super racy, actually. It was, <laughs> was really racy. I, I've since learned I was staring at muskox butts. Oh, sorry. And that is a story for another time. I can't tell what time. they are from behind, though, so you're going to have to tell me each time. Well, it was I a know. musky butt. It was. If we had, um, you know, maybe I can put them on YouTube, but <laughs> I don't know how to find where we are on YouTube. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, anyway, very similar, Sarah. Like the, I, and I think the point is, is to have a framework, right? And, mm-hmm. and to, you know, that everyone's talking the same language and everybody's so using good. I love both of those. And then the front part of that meeting that is something that we always do is making sure if you're having like, whether it's an operations agenda or a sales meeting or whatever it is, I like to send out the agenda ahead of time with the leaders so they can think through what they want to do to participate. And I always like to clearly communicate what the goal of that meeting is so that we don't go down so many bunny trails that we don't get to what we want. And the last thing I will say on that is if you are someone sending out communication via text to a leader, we mentioned this in our um, uh, communication episode for our leadership series, but this is a trigger for all four of us. Never text me, do you have a minute? I, my brain no immediately spirals. <laughs> Nothing good comes from where my head goes. I am super charged up by the time I get to you. And you probably just wanted to know what my favorite like ice cream flavor was. I don't know. But like always say, do you have a minute for and tell me what the minute's for so I know if it's like for a real minute. Chat. Yeah. Do you yeah. have a minute to talk about your favorite ice cream flavors? Or is it, do you have a minute yeah. um, because I'm quitting? Is, or do you have a minute a because I would of whatever? personally love to receive. I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> that's a dream for all my people listening that, right there. Yeah, just text us, ask us about our ice cream flavors instead of all sorts of other hard topics. But like, that is Speaking a of super which, trigger. Woo. Shout out to Ruby and Diane Griffin, who sent me 12 pints of ice cream last week. What? For what? Wow. What flavors? Can we just communicate about the flavors? Well, for a it, first of all, it was, it was Grater's, you know, which is like that amazing Cincinnati ice cream. Yeah, yeah it was that. So, yeah. Anyway. Oh, jealous. So, communicate in ice cream to when yes. you have to say in ice cream flavors. Yes. Literally. 100%. 100%. Well, and just to kind of like round it, round it out, um, Sarah, one of the things that I love about you is you said this often is, is that you actually have a list of your team members on Facebook and you can just go in and you can kind of see uh, quickly who's doing what, what's going on, where they're going. And it's a way, it's a springboard for communication with them interpersonally. And you're liking and loving on them. And you can even use that as a shout out, you know. Um, I just think that's that's just super smart because you feel engaged with that person, right? And they feel the same way. So. I love that, Sarah. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And taking love it off, taking, taking, thank you. Taking it offline is also super powerful. So, you know, sending them a text message, like you're commenting on it, but then even sending them a text message um, say you do this with me a lot and it means so much to me. Um, you take mm. it off line. Um, mm. and so when you, um, you saw my story the other day and I was 
so exhausted and your message meant so much to me. And so when we can communicate that, um, Mm -hmm. with our team members of like taking it offline, like meaning I see you and opening it up to a conversation, say, learn more about what was going on in my day that day. Right. Um, that just showed her amazing leadership and care for, for people. Um, and our team members, it means so much to them too. So when you do that, so. Yeah. Seychelles really good at that. Yes. So good. You're so kind guys. Yes, guys. Well, guys, uh, today was fantastic. Uh, today was our tactical part two of part three of our leadership series. And we talked about all the tactical things that we do every day in order to facilitate communication on our on our teams. Um, some highlights for me are really, you know, getting on the personal side with our team and making sure we're connecting with them at least once a week, if not more often. And you can do that through Facebook or like Sarah said, she's going into Slack and kind of seeing what think what what's happening. Uh, you know, if an if an agent on her team has got a tough deal, she knows to reach out to them. So I think that's super important. Um, and then um, just have have frameworks really for communication. So Via shared a really good one, uh, which is a, a good framework for accountability. And um, and then what are the systems that you're putting in place for communication across your whole organization? And these can start with as little as two people, guys. This isn't yep. something that you start when your team is 300. And I can tell yep. you that Sarah's frameworks for organization have changed dramatically over the last mm-hmm. you know, 15 years as she's grown her team. And that's what it looks like. So start small and then uh, you know, always think about creating um, your business at, on a 20 lane highway, even when you're still on a dirt path, because it's going to help you so much later. So okay. thank you guys so much for joining us again. Uh, go out there and create big businesses and even bigger lives. Bye. 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 Bye.